Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. If I walk around every day expecting the worst, at least the way that that translates in me is like, I I, I don't have a good day. I don't have a good week. I don't have a good month. Like, I'm uh, down. I'm stressed. So I'm like, right. I'm, I'm, it pervades my whole it. personality. Yeah. It's like, and then it becomes a little more a self-fulfilling prophecy because I'm carrying yeah. myself and operating in a way where I'm you expecting beat him to the, punch. the worst. Exactly. I'm setting myself up for the failure. Hey, hey, what is good? Uh, Welcome back. We're not for everyone. We're an existential commentary podcast hosted by one hater, which is me, and one lover, which is Jess. Except I'm the hater lately, too, right? Can I get some kudos from you? I think, (laughs) for sure. First of all, I'm always proud of you for hating. Um, I've rejected the title of hater for myself from the beginning. Yes. Because I really, I don't think I'm a hater. I think I just have a working brain. But (laughs) um, I think I'm just an observer. But... Yeah, I think you being such a hater is kind of making me soft recently. I think we just balance each other. Yeah, I think the hater and lover moniker is just like, it just indicates that at all times you will get two sides of the spectrum on whatever is going on, you know? Yes. But on a different day, we could totally switch roles. We do be switching, yeah. We do be switching. I don't know if I've ever shared where the hater moniker came from. Mm. Do you know? Mm Mm-mm. Um... It actually hit me. You and I were like trying to come up with a tagline for the podcast, right? And I think in that week, this was back when I was dating the... Oh, wait. No, wait. That's his real name. Um, This is back um, when I was dating... What did we call him? Not Steve? Steve. Not Steve. Steve. um, Not Steve. I just called him by his real name by accent. Okay. Well, not that's not even his real name. That is his his outside the podcast name. (laughs) When I was dating Not Steve, he at one point, um, I had posted something on Instagram. I was like sitting in the back of an Uber when I was visiting my sister in Germany. And I posted this like Instagram story being like, my favorite thing about being overseas is that as a foreigner is that none of the Uber drivers will make small talk with you. Mm. And Not Steve replied to that story and he was just like, you're such a little hater. And when I got that message from him, this guy who I never felt like we, I never felt like he fully got me. Like, nice guy. We had fun. But to some degree, I was like, I don't even think he knows I'm, like, funny. I don't even think he, like, know. Like, what does this guy understand about me? I don't know if he gets it. And he wrote me that message. And I was like, I never felt so seen. It felt to me, he didn't think anything of it, of course. But it felt like such affection to me. I was like, you see me. You see me. I am a little hater. And it really, uh, in the moment, it really struck me. And I think we were writing our, like, trying to come up with a tagline that week. And I was like, I'm the hater. So not Steve, the legend of not Steve lives on here. It does. I I appreciate that from him. Um, yeah, I feel like sometimes our listeners get caught up with the hater lover thing and they're like, Caroline is so sweet. She's not a hater. And vice versa. They're like, Jess is becoming more of a hater. Yeah. If you just tell somebody that something is something, they're like, it is. But I'm a giggle fest. 
It totally. I mean, you just this is how branding works. You have to latch on to something and and that's what we latched on to. I appreciate it from not Steve. It also always makes me think you did tell me that at the time. I just forgot. But it also makes me think of my sister because when she she's not on social media anymore. But back in the day, like high school and college era, Caitlin, when she was on social media, her handles on Twitter and Instagram were Caitlin because the spelling yes. of her name is K-A-T-E. Yeah. And oh, yeah. she's such a little hater. Like a lot of things about you guys remind me of each other. Um, and so it just makes me feel, and I was always the like softy that like cried whenever somebody told me to like go to bed earlier than I wanted to, you know, I was like, (laughs) I was just the crier my whole life. So it just, the hater lover thing always fit and always made me feel at home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. I have a story to tell you. Okay. It's not really a story. It's just a list of complaints compiled into (laughs) one activity. (laughs) Into a narrative format. Yeah, into a narrative format (laughs) where the arc is like, I'm annoyed, and then something happens and it annoys me, and then at the end, I'm still annoyed. Um, Oh, shoot. No resolution. No resolution ever. The resolution (laughs) is that I get to turn it into a story. Like, that's the resolution. That's how you turn it into beauty. Yeah. Um, I went and got a haircut. Thanks for noticing. Looks fucking fabulous. Nobody heard me compliment you three times before we started recording. Yeah. I did do it. Thanks so much. She did. I'm she just making fantastic. her do it again. Yeah. I'm just bringing it up again in front of an audience so that you actually have to compliment me more. And I'm going to leave a pause shiny, for It's shiny. Yes. long. Yes. It's healthy. Yes. The bangs are yes. framing your face. Wow. Go watch us on YouTube, please. My a hair plus. looks pretty good. Yes. We're doing it today. Yeah. I'm really doing it. Um, when I got a haircut impromptu haircut, just walked by this place and first of all, I'd been there to get like a trim before, but since I'd been there, I guess they got new management. They did all these construction and it was the kind of thing where I walked in and I didn't know if I was in the right place. And I just stood there for like, I don't know, like 45 seconds, like volleying myself between the desk and the door being like well I don't want to get a haircut at the wrong place but like now I'm just standing in front of the desk and don't know if I'm supposed to be here and and then I was like did you guys change and they're like we have new management and I was like yes but the walls the walls changed someone changed the walls right and they're like new management I was like can you please acknowledge that the walls are in different places Very confusing. New it management doesn't place. always renovate, just New man- to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> That's, those are not, like, synonymous with each other. I, I guess to this moment, I actually still don't know that it was the same place because no one answered the question. They are just like, yes, new management. <laughs> um, it was like, it looks different. Um, ended up falling through because I'd already walked in there, so I owe these people my life. I can't turn around and, like, walk out yeah. the door now. That is the that trap would be too awkward. of the human experience. Yeah. When you're with someone, you have to stay there forever. <laughs> you have to stay there forever. Yeah. Kiss you once, marry you to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I like to say. <laughs> and um, then I went, was going to go get my shampoo. But first I went to use the bathroom. And wouldn't you know, walking to the bathroom, I'm face to face with one of my greatest enemies on earth. Which is the motion activated... Cal dispenser. I was like trying to think, do I know this enemy? Who was who Has was in she the bathroom? Told a toilet paper story before? I hate one ply, so I'm with you. <laughs> the motion sensor. The motion activated quote unquote automatic 
towel dispenser, which 99% um. of the time just doesn't do jack shit. And I'm standing there waving my hands in front of the towel dispenser. It's like you, like, talk about you had one job. You had one <laughs> job. And it, it's not going. And then it's just kind of, it's like I'm being held hostage by this tiny little machine. And I, half the time I end up just and going and getting toilet paper and drying my hands with toilet paper. Because those some seconds standing waiting for it to reset wondering if it'll do like something about that is there's no greater time of torture in my life i get so mad like we have the phone the phone the phone opens because it identifies my face all you have to know is like something happened something happened in front of the machine you give me a towel completely agree it pisses me off and i feel like sometimes you're in a bathroom where you do that It's not working. And then you see the automatic dryers for your hands and you're like, oh, I'll do that. But those are also sensor automated. And if they're not the ones where you stick your hands Uh, down into it, it's like by the time you've gone through this whole journey, uh, your hands are dry just from. I'm late for what I'm. Yeah, I'm late for whatever I'm running to now. Like this took 45 minutes or they're in the in the or the the motion activated faucet as well like I know I know I guess it's all just to save money I went into a bathroom public bathroom the other day and they're like we're pleased to announce that it was like a gas station bathroom they're like this is now an environmentally friendly bathroom (laughs) and I'm like that's not your fucking mission you just didn't it's just cheaper for them to buy one air dryer than it is for them to keep buying paper towels like why what is this fucking lie you're telling about like the goal of this gas station bathroom is to save the environment fucking no it's not obviously totally it's the why same thing to me it's the same thing as hotels after covid like they started being way more um stingy about how often you get your room cleaned because we're, during we're COVID, proud to announce that we're way more stingy now <laughs> yeah <laughs> because during covid it was like they didn't want people going in and out of your room but then afterwards now they frame it as we're sustainable and environmentally friendly and so yeah keep, hang up your towels instead of throwing them on the floor and it's like yeah I guess but mostly you want to save money on how often your cleaning staff has to come in and how many hours they spend here like let's be honest oh that's so good I love I love it's actually such an art that they found a way to provide you less of a service and condescend to you about it yeah like we're gonna help you out like no I honestly love the environment still want you to give me a new towel Totally. Still want you to give me a new towel. (laughs) Nikki Glaser talked about this on her podcast, actually, I'm remembering. And she quoted, she described this story of herself going into like a hotel bathroom and and seeing one of those signs that says the thing about, you know, hang up your towel, whatever. And it even went so far as to say, and this is a borrowed joke, but like 80% of customers hang up their towel and and reject like days in a row cleaning service however the fuck it was they denounce they denounce cleaning services yeah fucking kill you it like they literally gave a stat to make you feel bad about it to make you feel where are they getting the stat let me see the data (laughs) let me see the fucking data what consultant is running that excel spreadsheet glad i'm I'm gonna kill you i'm gonna burn (laughs) eight of these towels just to deal with the the emotions that are coming up in me for having to read that sign the other comparison i wanted to make to when you were talking is you mentioned the that like sometimes the faucet itself is is hand sensor or whatever. It works okay. for everyone else, but it doesn't work for me. I'm totally. standing there for ten minutes, I know, and then you're like, I, you're like, I swear, I would like to wash my hands. I swear, I, looking like uh, a loser. Would that I could. Um, would that I could. On on airplanes, 
the thing that makes me so angry is that you have to somehow hold down the water dispenser and wash your hands. So you're like holding it down with one hand, your other hand's in here, and you're like, I need to rub them together. So that hand's filthy now, first of all, because I had to touch that thing. Like, we're going to make sure that everybody, that's what drives you crazy about when stores, especially during COVID, they just still do it sometimes, put the hand sanitizer bottle. Like, everyone who goes in the store has to, we're, oh, we all have to touch. You're just making sure we all touch the yeah. same spot. You're making sure that all the dirty hands coming in all make contact. Totally. It's lunacy. And it's then lunacy. the other problem is like, okay, my hands are sanitized while I'm in this store. But as soon as I touch the the door to like leave, I'm I'm dirty all over again. It's just, we're surrounded by germs. It's... Don't walk, don't, do not write into the podcast and explain to me something about antibacterial, whatever. I don't care. I don't want to touch the bottle. I don't want to touch the community bottle, the community hand lube bottle. I don't want to touch it. I won't and I shan't. Yeah, this is a, this was a fruitful complaint. I decided to do a weird thing yesterday when it comes to chatting. I decided... What would it be like, this was like a hypothesis I was running. Yeah. What would it be like to pretend to be interested in my coworkers' personal lives while oh, on no. calls today? Oh, no. You're a mad woman. Listen, it kind of helped. It kind of helped me have a better day. <laughs> Just to pretend um, and be more day. engaged. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I feel like I'm getting to chat with people. What did you have to take an interest in? You know, the... Was that part of surprise to you? What what, what, did, what else did you think was going to happen? I don't know. I thought I was just going to be like, oh, yeah, just like I thought. They, I don't want to know any of this. And I don't want to <laughs> know any of it. But I still felt like just the act of, like, being more engaged in chatting just made yeah. my day feel more, like, I don't know, more, what's the word, interpersonal? Because you did something nice for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You did something nice for them. You let them feel heard um the facade of being interesting <laughs> for a moment you gave them that gift yeah, yeah. anyway yeah so oh, maybe. okay was is are you gonna repeat the experiment no probably not but <laughs> <laughs> why it was worth trying it was exhausting i was like uh i don't want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> like it was, was tiring like, uh- this you're, you're I'm just picturing your coworker going on and on about like how her kids are so sick and like her husband's away on travel and oh my you know, god and Caroline, you're, just like, you're in the conversation you already know what the conversation was it went on for like 25 minutes that was the other tech like tactic that I was applying was like oh maybe it was a 30 minute call if we can like talk this out for 20 25 minutes the call's yeah. almost done we don't even have to talk about work so that was like mm-hmm. a little bit of my reasoning as well because I didn't really have anything work-related to cover, but we had to have this, like, check-in meeting because that's what you do because it's on the calendar. And, wow. um, yeah, I don't I don't know that I'll do it again, but I'm glad that I gave them that gift yesterday. That's a cool experiment. Thanks. That's a cool gift. Just science. Just, just scientists. Um, you just were going to say something scientists. positive. You had a positive oh, update. What? Is that a lie? I didn't have one. I was trying to think of one because somebody commented once on Instagram when I think you did your solo app and they were like, I like how you say one thing negative and one thing positive. That's my kind of gal. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) 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 I guess I'm not her kind of gal, but I actually don't think anything I'm saying is negative. I think everything is fun. 
No, what was really happening in that episode was like I tried to do petty complaints, but then I spun every complaint and was like, I guess if you think about it this way, it is a good thing, you know? Into that's gratitude. Well, that's yeah. just the truth about things. That's just the truth about existence. It's right. like no one thing is 100% good or 100% bad. Name one thing. I don't care if it's the death of your mother. Like that's probably 99% really unpleasant. But there are also like beautiful good things that only come out of darkness. It's just like there's good and bad with everything. And I'm not that interested in talking about the good. <laughs> It's not interesting. It's boring. The good isn't interesting. It's boring. Yeah. Yeah. My sister says, my sister says that like being grateful or like expressing gratitude is really just a humble brag, which is like, can you argue against it? If I sat here wow. and I was like, I'm grateful my gratitude list. I'm grateful today that I got a really nice haircut, that like my friends really love me. I'm healthy, like that I'm healthy. That I love my job. It's just it's just like a humble brag list. Oh, totally. Well, it's like that thing that was going around on social media recently. I think it's over, thank God. But like a month ago, there was this trend of like lucky girl syndrome or lucky girl mentality or something. Oh, I'm so privileged. I know that I'm so privileged to be able to do this. It's yes. like, stop bragging that you're fucking privileged. Like, they think they're making it better. Well, it's also a yeah. little bit of a like manifestation thing of... Um, you know, if you, like, say that you're lucky, then you, like, bring more things into your life. Again, a very privileged, like, mindset to have. Um, Is that privileged? I feel like that's also a poor person mindset to have. What do you Couldn't mean? Couldn't it be anyone? Couldn't, can't anyone just say they're lucky? Oh, like, sure. Anybody could say they're lucky. But for it to actually translate into, like, things, positive things coming into your life, oh, the I don't way, know. They're, so they're, they're getting good things in their life and then they're reflecting on it by saying they're lucky as opposed to I had access to a good education and a lot of money and strong connections and privilege or something well sure but it's also like just saying you're lucky to attract luck you know it's like oh I have all of this in my life and I'm so lucky hoping that it ripples out. You know what I mean? That's kind of how manifestation or how manifestation gets twisted um, where people okay. are like, oh, you just, if you just say the things you want, then they'll come to you. And it's like, that's not how oh. things work. But especially my point is that especially isn't how it works for people who are not in a privileged position. Like they don't get to just say, I want these things and they'll come to me. Like, that's not yes. how it fucking works. For me, I'm very privileged. I have tons of opportunity around me. I have tons of resources and access to people and support and all the things. And so if I say, I'm a lucky girl and I want a pretty pony, like if I really wanted it, I could probably make that happen. And then I would look back on it and be like, oh my God, I manifested it. I'm a lucky girl. Yes, I'm this a lucky is my girl. whole problem. This is my whole problem with manifesting. Not that there aren't parts of manifesting, I guess... That can be really helpful to people, but the way at least it's portrayed on social media, it's a lot of it is done retrospectively with people evaluating how they ended up with the good things in their life. And um, the great flaw there is that most people are not actually able, most of us, including myself, are not actually able to accurately account for why things happened to yeah. us or for us. Like there's so much luck opportunity, things we take for granted, 
privilege for everybody. Um, the, the story of how this came to be, the story of how I came to be, the story of why this happened, it the manifestation thing assumes that we know what the story is. It's like, you're usually leaving out so many opportunities that you take for granted because it's all you've ever known. And, but, and you're like, oh, but I also worked hard. It's like, so did you and a bunch of other people. Hmm. So did you and a bunch of other people. I yeah. hate how it's used retrospectively. It's the same with like, I cringe a little bit when... I don't know, certain uh, certain people who've like made it in super competitive fields, usually like a pop star or an actor. There's so many, so many actors who get up and give their Oscar speech and they're like, it just goes to show that if I can do it, so can you. And mm. the it's so backwards because if you've spent a second in the entertainment industry, you know that there's so many more talented people who've worked so much harder and um the person up there getting their Oscar, they probably also did work really hard. They probably also do have a lot of talent. They probably do also quote unquote deserve it. But the implication that like having those things is why they ended up where they are as if other people didn't also have those things. It's really weird reverse engineering. It's yeah. It just seems so stupid. There's so many ways that that is just backwards. And I feel like going to the like Oscars and celebrities example, um, it's almost their way of like, trying to be humble, I think. Trying to be part of the people. Yeah, Yeah, they're like, I'm just like you, and that's why I got here. And I mean, that's true. I do believe that, like, every person on this earth, like, we all shit and we all, like, (laughs) go to sleep at night and we all are trying our best. Like, I do believe that all people are just people. Um, So they are, but, like, at the same time, there's so many things that had to go right for you, so much luck, so many, like, privileges that had to fall into place. Like, Yes, you are just a regular person and you ended up there, but that doesn't mean that, that, that like, you know the the way to get there, you know, and that you could have predicted that 10, 20, 30 years ago. And that if you, if somebody else followed your exact same steps, that they would end up in the same place as you. Because I, I think, yeah, I think like most of us, myself included, like, we don't really want to believe that we didn't earn where we are. And for some people, even if they're doing the like, I'm just a lucky girl, like, I'm so lucky to have this and that and manifested that, even the manifesting, I think, is a way of saying you earned something because you put in the work, mm-hmm. you put in the mental, spiritual commitment, you put in the work in your soul. It's just another way of saying, like, I didn't win a lottery ticket, like, I earned it. It's just, it's like sometimes Do some people, people say that about lottery tickets. So crazy. No, 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 no. Oh, you're I'm saying, saying that. Oh. I'm saying that the fact that I'm a white person born in America in the 21st century when I'm living in the empire that's the the the, the height of the global empire of America, that's already a lottery ticket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And people are like, but I worked hard and my parents didn't have that much and I did this. It's like, you were born in America. You were born in the global empire. You got lucky to be born in that. Yeah. yeah. The, but the person who was born halfway around the world, like, they can do the same things as you. Like, they already didn't get the lottery ticket. Yeah. What are you saying? Yeah, 100%. I, I follow now. I follow now. Um. Yeah, the thing with manifestation, I will say, like, I I believe in elements of it. But definitely not in the way that we've just been talking about. So I guess, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's interesting to share. Like, I do find that when I voice, it's more the way I like to describe it is like speaking things into existence. But that's also not what happens. You know, like, all I know is that I have a belief that like when you really want something, if you start to talk about it 
write about it, plan for it. Like you get the ball rolling. So, so interesting. I have been saying for years that I wanted a podcast. The first time that that ever occurred to me, first of all, it seemed like a really unrealistic goal, especially to have one that's like growing and has a following and stuff like us. And it was just like a fucking idea and like something that like, wouldn't that be cool? And I started to say it out loud and I started to make even jokes about it. And I started to like just make passing comments to friends and family like, oh, yeah, when I have a podcast. Then I kind of found because it was like on my mind and in my like in my sphere because I started to talk about it and people started to know about it and whatever. I started to find like the building blocks to make that possible And like it kind of set off this domino effect. But I wouldn't say like one day I spoke about it and then now I'm here. It's like speaking about it, speaking it into existence was the process of taking it from like a dream to reality. That was the first step of that process. But then everything that happened since then is work, luck, finding the opportunities and like fucking barging through those doors like – trying something and failing at it and then trying something different like it has taken a lot of obviously trial and error and there's still like ways to go but I guess that's my point so like sometimes I'll say to a friend like oh I spoke it into existence but there's so much more behind that than just that phrase can ever articulate and I feel like that's the problem with manifestation culture like lucky girl whatever it is I, I don't even know what that really was I like saw it in passing on some Instagram influencers stories and I was like this is stupid I'm not even gonna like double click and learn more about it but from what I understand about it it was it was similar to what we're talking about no I mean I do think there is something to that I think it's something I could probably benefit from more is having the like not assuming the worst (laughs) yeah speaking things into people I like actively do the opposite I like everything I do is like assuming that I'll fail and burn and I don't want to ever tell anyone what I'm working towards there's something to be said for that too there's a there's a balance to strike probably I I think I mean it fucking works for me so whatever I like my life but um I am interested I think the area that I could benefit the most from the positivity is something that you and I were talking about off pod off recording which is like in dating dating and like I just expect the worst I get so fixated on the worst and how I'm the worst and it'll be the worst and I think with work I'm pretty good at like sallying forth even into like a great risk of failure and still doing things that are meaningful and true for me but it's really hard for me to keep a hold on to not abandon myself in the face of risk and failure in dating. That's the one area that I'm like, how can I just like, how can I just like will some kind of positivity into this Mm. arena? I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, I get that because I've always felt like that's the area of life that I just, I have so much less um, self-esteem. That's not the right word. Like just confidence in. Does anyone just have confidence in that? I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I feel like I'm a generally confident person and I feel comfortable saying that about myself in a lot of different areas of life. But in dating and relationships, like 
it's a muscle that I'm building and building and building. And like even the progress I make still doesn't mean that those insecurities don't come like barging right through all the progress like at moments that I don't expect it or at moments that are extremely expected. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, she's been working on like being fully herself in this situation, but now there's a trigger. So all that is thrown out the window and she's deeply insecure. Like, yeah, it just um, for whatever reason, that is the area of life that is the hardest to build that in. And I don't think we're alone in that, you know, would you would you manifest in that arena? Like when you were dating and stuff or, you know, I haven't. Um, no, I haven't really. I mean, I guess you could, you know, somebody who like really believes in manifestation maybe would say by writing down a list of things I want in a partner, I was doing that. Or by, mm. I, I mean, I, I would say I remained relatively positive in the dating process, but the part when I am least positive is the part when like you're starting to get to know someone and it's becoming more serious and you're like, is this gonna soar or is it gonna crash? There's something to lose then. Yeah, there's something to lose. You know, so like early in dating, going on first dates or whatever, pretty positive, pretty carefree, pretty like, eh, I'm the best and they are gonna like me or not. And if they don't, then they're wrong. You know, like I was able to have that type of attitude, but it's in... It's in that like in between phase that the insecurities would come out, and then in in a relationship as well, like um, doesn't mean the insecurity's gone, you know. Yeah, it's happening for me right now, and I'm I'm specifically not talking about it on the podcast or in videos, um, because I am dating this guy, and he's really great, and he, um, you know what? I'm just trying to give it space to like explore what it is, which means it's like important not to talk about it, but it's I'll talk about myself. It's that period where I'm like oh, I'm starting to get invested. I'm, like, starting to hope that, like, things will be nice. And, God, hoping for stuff is the worst. Mm, yeah. That's fucking vulnerability. Hoping for things sucks. I'm over it. There was a certain point where I was, like, I am enjoying this guy so much, I don't even want to fucking see him again. Like, it was so emotionally. <laughs> Let's it was end it so on the high. <laughs> yeah, I was so emotionally exhausted, like, it's exhausting to kind of get excited about somebody. And I was just like, don't want to, don't let me ever see you again. I know. I can't, I can't. I was so ready to shut myself away. It's very scary. It's very scary. But I also think to me, and this is easier said than, I don't do this perfectly, but there's something about like, I could be hopeful or I could expect the worst. And if I walk around every day expecting the worst, at least the way that that translates in me is like, I I, I don't have a good day. I don't have a good week. I don't have a good month. Like, I'm Uh, down. I'm stressed. I'm like, I'm, I'm, it pervades my whole personality. Yeah. It's like, and then it becomes a little more a self-fulfilling prophecy because I'm carrying myself and operating in a way where I'm you beat expecting him to the, punch. the worst. Exactly. I'm setting myself up for the failure. As that is totally to true. Being hopeful, it doesn't mean I won't get disappointed, but at least I spent that month that I was like dating that person, like enjoying it, as opposed to like waiting for the other shoe to drop. So much yeah. easier said than done. I like I I have not done it right. But that's what <laughs> I try to tell myself is like 
okay, at least I could, today could be a better day if I decide to be hopeful, you know? <laughs> That's, no, it's completely true. The, the one thing, um, my sister said something helpful to me where I was just like, I'm spiraling. First of all, I'm always spiraling. If it's a day, <laughs> I'm spiraling. And my sister was just like, you know, I just like shared with her like how nice it had been and all these nice things that had happened and that's scary. And she was just like, just try to enjoy it. And I was like, wow, that literally never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that literally was not on the list if I was like, okay, I could destroy it. I could burn it. I could hate it. I could scream about it. I could I could spiral on it. Um, I could, I could combust. I never thought about enjoying it. I know. Because, yeah, it's like... There's something about it you don't trust or believe, I think. You know, that, totally. that makes it harder to enjoy it when you're like, is this for real? How long right. will it be here? You know? Well, because the truth is that, like, good things can happen. First of all, nothing lasts forever. And um, it's dating. So, like, m- the majority of the times, it won't be for real until, like, one time it is. Yeah. That's the truth. You can't be like, it is real. It's like, no, we don't know yet. Like, this might not be it. It also is real for the time that it lasts. I mean, unless somebody's like playing you or whatever. That's true. I do also always think everyone's playing me. I have a very weird paranoia that men are playing me. I have, it's a very, it's a very specific, very strong paranoia I have. It's really hard for me to take people at their word or take men at their word. I, I definitely, I, I think everyone's playing like a big, elaborate manipulation. Yeah. Yesterday, this is to make it a little lighter, but also still yeah. relevant. Yesterday yeah. I was getting my nails done and my, the girl that does my nails, her name's Tati. I think she listens. Hi, she's the best. Um, she, she was telling me about a guy that she met and she was describing him like point by point and every point like job, age, um, neighborhood that he lives in, and like certain qualities about him, like not a big texter, kind of geeky. All of them matched up with my boyfriend, every single thing. And I was like, uh, like there was like something in me that was like, did my boyfriend just give this girl his number which like he would i trust him so much like are we a perfect couple no do we have things we're working on yes but like do i trust him in that way absolutely and yeah no i know but you still can think it but i was like what's his what's his name and she said a different name and i was like ah And she was like, Wait, and as, then if, like as if she wouldn't have put together oh, i guess she could have i don't know if i've told her his name uh, yeah, and then that she was like, are so you kidding me? funny. I was like, and then he called me five minutes later, and I was like, okay, that's just him being the best. Like, oops. Like, <laughs> My bad. But I guess I, I it, it was an example of, like, even in a pretty secure relationship, like, yeah, your brain will just do things. Like, if you've been played before, it'll be like, oh, this is the moment. This is the moment. I, it's been yeah. good for as long as it's been good. And this is the moment I find out it's all been an elaborate ruse because no yeah. one can actually love me, you know? Totally. Yeah. I don't I don't think I get worried that someone's cheating on me. Like, if you're cheating on me, like, sucks for you. Like, that, it's just like, oh, I don't know why, for some reason, being cheated on in that way, like, that doesn't really scare me. It's just like, Oh, we're never meant to be. Cool. Get out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the but it's 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 basically the same thing. Yeah, that right. they like 
don't really like me or they're about to realize they don't really like me. Yeah, it's like it, probably the cheating and that's one thing. But yeah, it's more like what that means. Yeah. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. I also will do this like, first of all, I do feel like, I don't know if this sounds dark, but I do feel like I'm always just doing it like a, a like a, a, just like a thought exercise all the time about like everyone I know about like what if they ended up being this dark person like I'm always thinking I really will do it with pretty much anyone like what if a newspaper article came out tomorrow that was just like just a bakey arrested for murdering like tens <laughs> of people like what could they say that would what could happen that I would then if I read this article would I be like Okay, I could see it. Yeah, okay, it all makes sense now. (laughs) Like, what are the people in my life? Because these things do happen. Yeah. And most of the time, nobody suspects that their family member is a murderer, but they are among us. And so I'm always trying to figure out which ones they are. Yeah. I think I would have a hard time believing that you had, like, another life. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) me? Me of all people. We're texting 24-7. You know what I'm doing. Yes, this is the thing is that Jess is sending me too many voice memos to be murdering people (laughs) at night. There's no time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I I understand. There's people in my life who I'd be like, if it came out, if like a detective was just like, no, they've been killing people. I'd be like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I believe you. Well, especially with dating and dating apps. It's like... I, I met my boyfriend on a dating app. Yes, we've known each other over a year. But like, do we really know each other? Like, I met you, don't you know on the internet. I don't know you. You don't know anyone. You, <laughs> you know, know yeah. um, Or like, uh, even on Love is Blind, this came up. One of the couples. Even on Love is Blind. <laughs> yeah. It was a funny, funny moment. Um, the couples did the, like, the, were at the stage where they meet each other's families and they one of these couples, Micah and Paul, um, just had like dinner or something with her parents, and it was like a two-hour thing. And then the parents were interviewed after, and asked like, "What do you think of Paul?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, he seems like a nice guy. We like him." Mind you, they're already engaged at this point. Like a wedding's happening. The parents just spent two hours with him. That's it. We're just asking you as a gesture. It really doesn't matter. Right. What you think. It doesn't matter what you think. This is all happening. And um, the dad goes, "Yeah, it seems." Seems nice for the two hours that I met him. He could be a murderer, but, you know, by all intents and purposes, like, seems like he probably isn't. And it was so, and the mom looked at him like, I can't believe you would say that. And I was watching it like, finally, someone is realistic on this show. Like, (laughs) of course he could. You spent an hour with the guy. Like, she spent a month with him and half of it was behind a wall. Ted Bundy was the most well-mannered, sweet, charming, charismatic dude. You know how many fucking charismatic dudes have come home to meet my family? And I'm like, and I can see my family eating it up. And I'm like, this guy's a monster. Like, what? Just be fucking weird. Yeah, just be fucking weird. Yeah. Just be fucking weird. Yeah. Charisma. I almost get a little nervous around people who are too charismatic because I'm like, why? Mm." Right. Well, it's like, yeah, it's the Harry Styles uh, effect. Can we call yes, it that? That's our first totally. scientific the Harry theory. Styles. <laughs> we gotta start putting out more theorems. Yeah. Theorems, exactly. It's a theorem. 
First of all, what's the fucking difference between a theory and a theorem and a thesis? We used to know this. Like, we've no, been tested I, on this. I never knew it. Sure. I stopped I stopped absorbing information once they made us dissect owl pellets in fucking fifth grade. I was, <laughs> was like, so okay, I, I officially don't think I need to know all this stuff the rest of my life. They're like, <laughs> no, dig, get your fingers in that owl poop. Get in there. You got to know this if you ever want to have a job again. I feel like that's not true. <laughs> I think about the owl pellets all the time what first a first thing when i wake up in the morning <laughs> yeah dude i want to make sure that nobody misses what this is an owl pellet is just like a giant ball of poop filled with like bones of something they and, ate like, and feathers they and feathers and then they poop out this thing with bones and feathers and they're and they make fifth graders touch it and they make us eat them and <laughs> we didn't need them <laughs> that was just you <laughs> no no i was just hungry but yeah I hated it. I was like, okay, you guys had me. You guys had me when we were like studying rocks and stuff. But now I'm calling your bluff. I don't think this matters anymore. I will say I remember Owl Pellet Week was like the biggest week in Miss Gentlecore's fifth grade. (laughs) That was the horniest week in fifth grade. Yeah, that was a hot fucking week. (laughs) And I do remember being like, why are all these girlies like so psyched about this? Like everybody else was was like, I felt like the energy in the halls was like, oh, it's dissection week. But then all we were dissecting was poop. I know. Because we thought we were actually like dissecting an animal. Like an owl. In some way. But it was just poopy. You guys. Yeah. I think maybe poopy. that was the energy leading up like before class. And then after class it was like, oh, it was just like a pile of poop, poop. and sticks and feathers. <laughs> poop and sticks. What did you learn just from those, it? Those were bones. Just, first of all, just oh. all the bones were sticks. Just all the bones. Justin, you did not get anything out of it. There's a lot of sticks. It's just sticks. Well, they were really tiny bones. Owls are bigger than that. What's that? About? I don't think it was. I don't think the owl pooped out its own bones. I think it was the bones. Oh, of something it ate. yeah. I see, I literally never. I did. I did tune it out. You very thought much, it. So. You thought it was pooping out a smaller owl skeleton. I don't know what I thought. Hey, I went to a good college, so. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, speaking of owls and bones, totally. Totally. We, this is a decent segue and I'm proud. Um, okay. We got a DM from someone. I'll be the judge of that. We got a DM and it's it's a complaint. She didn't say petty complaint, just a complaint. She goes, I have a complaint and I'm about to call out my own demographic. Chicken people. Why does everything that you own have to be plastered in chickens? We get it. You have chickens. Is it really so special that you have to go wild with the visual announcements for the world to know you own chickens? I'm convinced that it's a requirement to be a crazy person in order to own chickens, which I am a crazy person, but keep that to yourselves. People keep keep gifting me chicken decor and I don't want it. Oh, no. I'm not like the others. Let me own chickens in secret. <laughs> I mean, it was a this masterpiece. The, the I'm not like other girls. I'm not like other chicken yeah, people. Pick me, girl. Pick, pick me, girl. Me, I don't like chickens. That's yeah. so funny. I'm not. I'm not familiar. Oh, it's such a. Trend. I'm not familiar with this as a that they have. Well, I, I knew a lot of people who had chicken coops in Ohio, but I didn't know they all had chicken decor too. Oh sure, yeah. People love having a chicken coop. I feel like during the pandemic, everybody moved out of New York City and into like the upstate New York area and got a chicken coop and all they can do when I'm talking to my coworkers about stuff I don't want to be talking to them about half of it is about their chicken coop so I this like struck a nerve with me I mean 
To be yeah. fair, I actually think it's a cool, like, I'm kind of fascinated by people who own chickens. Like, I don't think it's weird. I'm not judging. But I do think this next level. But I also don't think it's fascinating or interesting. I think it's just a neutral fact. It's just right. a neutral fact. The amount that they want to make it. Yeah. Is this a not a personality? Is that what yes. this fits into? Yeah. I think it's not a personality. Yeah. Yeah. It's like cat mm-hmm. people. Kind of. It's exactly like cat people. They're going to fight you on that. They're going to say it is a personality because they call them cat people. And it, I mean, they are making it into a personality, but it's not one I like. They're that trying much. their hardest. I I'm still, I don't know anything about you, but okay. You have right. a cat. That's good. I like somebody who can drag themselves in the process. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A good self spanking. Self-awareness. Oh, spank me and thank me. Spank me and thank me. This is a while ago. I'm going to say I'm not really actively on the apps right now because I'm, you know, putting time towards seeing this guy. But I wrote this down a few weeks ago when I was on Hinge swiping. And there was something, there was a pattern I saw, some version of guys putting in their prompts like something like, I'm looking for someone to pretend to laugh at my bad jokes. Mm. Okay. Let me... Break this down and immediately destroy it. So, okay, so you're like somewhat aware that you're not like genuinely deeply funny. <laughs> you're, you are aware and like there's so some points for self-awareness and you're like trying to address that. Um, but like it does definitely mean that you're not funny. I've never seen a genuinely funny person put that on. Like it's a joke, but it, it definitely tells you they're not really funny. It's like a maybe warning. they make... It's a warning. Maybe they make puns, but at the same time, they're putting it up there because they also, to some degree, still think it's funny. And it's like, no, no, you were like 80% of the way there. You're 80% of the way there to accepting that like funny just isn't your thing. You were so close. You could have used this space for maybe something that you are good at. It's not that. Mm -hmm. It's not the thing. They were like 80% of the way there and they're like, but maybe this one's funny. No, I can confirm without having spoken to you anymore. <laughs> it's not your thing. Right. It's not your thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're all, you're referring to it as – you're still referring to it as a joke. So you do think there's something there. I'm not funny, <laughs> but maybe. No, it's a no. And like now I have the burden of theoretically responding <laughs> to this as if it was fucking cute. Like, no, we both agree you're not funny. That's fine. I really – want you if you get back on the apps at some point and see that I really want you to respond and say something just like destroy them so you're not funny like that's the that's the hinge response sounds like you're not fucking funny it's somebody who's like on the way to accepting maybe that they're not funny or they've been told by enough people that they're not really funny in a genuine way maybe like ironically a little bit but they're like not completely ready to accept it no, I truly, I, I truly would never reply. I truly would never oh, yeah. reply. Not even because, not because you're not funny, but because it's like, it sounds like you haven't even figured out what you're good at yet. So that's, that's more of a deal breaker. I really liked your point about like, instead of using this space to talk about something you're good at, you're doing this instead because you're holding on to like a non-truth about yourself. Like, yeah, use this space. Don't, don't select that prompt or like, don't. It's an open-ended prompt that's like, I'm looking for. You could say so many other things. I did respond to one guy. Hold on. Let me see if I saved this. Again, this is before the guy I'm like currently seeing. But some guy posted a comment that was like, 
it was like it was something like favorite movies or something and he was like ugh too many to name or something and no. I, I was just like i i did reply and i was just like why don't you just choose a different question i was like I'm why don't you just move mad. on to another question it, it, it was it was like it was worse than that it was something where they were like they chose the prompt and they were like can't answer this prompt and i did message him was never going to see this person but i was furious and i was just like just too lazy to move on to a different prompt like why yeah and then he was like oh it would take too much he literally told me he replied he literally told me in his words in his own words that like basically he didn't feel like putting in the effort and i was like yeah that's on his profile of course that's what it's read as of course it's what it's read as like heard you loud and clear unmatch it's like a prompt that's like I don't know, some prompt and then their response is, wouldn't you like to know? It's like, yeah, I would. That's why the prompt is here. Like, that's why the prompt is <laughs> for here. For you to answer the question. Actually, no longer. I was honestly, I was doing it as a gesture because this is the fucking dance we have to do to get to know each other as two fucking strangers coming out of the vacuum together. But now I really don't. Now I actually really don't want to know. I would not like to know anymore. Not, not at like all. To know. Not at all. No. I'd like to stay in the vacuum. Yeah. I would like to know less than you than I than I do in this. Than I already I'd like do. To know less about you. Yeah. I already know too I already much. Know things, I already know things I don't want to know. Yeah. Our friend from growing up, she graduated high school with us, um, sent us a DM of someone she saw on Hinge who responded. So our friend's prompt. So the woman, her prompt was, I want someone who, and then in the comment she wrote, is happy to plan dinner and let me make us breakfast. Cute. Yeah. We want a planner. We want someone who can do dinner while she does breakfast. Cute. Setting the scene of what her expectations are. This guy responds, my ungrateful ex got breakfast in bed for three years straight. Crying laughing emoji. You're in for a treat. Yeah. The treat is never talking to you again, sir. Like what? (laughs) Your first three words on Hinge opening a conversation with someone to potentially date is my ungrateful ex. Why are we leading with this? So now I know that if we break up, that's how you're going to be talking about me. It's just like. That's so funny. Yeah. I feel like anyone bringing up their ex on a first date, with few exceptions, with few exceptions, unless you're directly asked. Yep. Bringing up like word vomit is like, oh, something's going on there. Totally. Oh, I wonder. I always wondered like what was the right time to talk about exes because I don't know. On one hand, I'm like, it doesn't need to be talked about. Oh, I I think it does need to be talked about because, um, I don't know, it's information like I also want to know about like your family and your friends and your work and like what you care about and what your dreams are. Like, I don't know. I feel like yeah. it's, a, it's a piece of information. It's not everything about you. Definitely. It's a fair it's a piece. thing to ask. But I always wonder like, what's the right timing? I guess just, I don't know. It feels natural. When it comes up, it yeah. feels natural. When it comes up. But not definitely not on a first date I don't know I feel like it usually comes up by the second date or something but something about the first unless it's just like yeah um I found I found the actual prompt from this guy okay because I took a screenshot of it because at one point I was going to send it to you and then I think you were having a busy week and I was like she doesn't need this for me right now but I did I did take a screenshot (laughs) this is what the guy actually wrote the prompt was the prompt he chose that no one forced him to choose. The prompt he chose was my typical Sunday. <laughs> and his answer, he wrote, he wrote season dependent. My typical Sunday. And then he wrote season dependent. And what I, I, I DM'd him immediately. And I said, 
I said, why did you not just say pass on this question? I would genuinely like to know. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, it's probably taking too long to describe. So pick a different question. I'm going to kill you. I I'm going to kill you. I'm going to find so you on your typical seasonal Sunday and I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> no matter the season, I'll find you. Yeah, I'll tell you what it's going to be like. Ugh, oh, season dependent. I'm going to fucking kill you. Also saying it, it's said with this air as if that makes him so unique and so interesting. It's like, yeah. yeah, most of us are also responding to the season that we're in. That's like how fucking humans work. You could write season dependent on any prompt that <gasps> On any of the questions. It was, can you see, do you understand why this was so annoying to me? Oh my God, I'm rage. so mad. I'm like speechless and angry. I got an answer from him too. I would genuinely like to know why you posted this. I can't believe that these people exist. I can't. It's so upsetting. It's so. So upsetting. someone like that, first of all, it doesn't have to be upsetting. Maybe they're getting exactly what they want out of it, which is something very casual and they don't want to put energy in. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like everyone's allowed to want something different. Yeah. It's not what I want, but like, that's fine. But I, I do wonder if some of these people think that that is them filling out a profile. I mean, I guess not everyone's a good writer. Not everyone's good at self-presenting and self-describing. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they're all very happy with the, like, the low effort is the exact level. Do I not give guys enough credit for knowing what they're doing? No, I think you're just fine. I think you're just fine. Uh, I Maybe they're happy with what they're getting, but in my experience and based on friends of mine who are single and when I was single, like, even if you're looking for something casual – you still kind of would prefer, in general, huge generalization as a woman based on my and my friends' experiences, you'd still kind of prefer, like, somebody that you can tolerate. Like, even if we're doing something casual, I want to kind of like you, kind of get to, like, kind of enjoy your presence. Fucking season-dependent. I would rather not have sex than have sex with that guy. And I feel like a lot of people who are on the app for something casual, a lot of women would look at that and be like, yeah, still not him. Just because that's all all that there is to go off yeah. of. So stop stop bragging that you experience seasons. I'm not impressed. <laughs> I know. I'm not impressed. <laughs> I mean, I guess living in Chicago, like, please tell me where are you getting four seasons? If he was here, maybe that would be an interesting, <laughs> an interesting oh, conversation. This, this guy's a big shot. You got four seasons. You got four seasons? I only got two and a half of those. You got four seasons? I'll kiss you. Okay. <laughs> this has been Not For Everyone. Um, thanks for being here yet again. We are on YouTube now, so watch us there. Subscribe, do all the things, write comments. We like to read the YouTube comments are like always especially fun because they compliment our looks, etc. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did not know where you're going with that. I know. I didn't know I was going there either. It just felt right. Um, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts rate us everywhere you get your pods and follow us on instagram at not for everyone pod that's the number four in there not the number four everyone pod i think that's it shout out to abby prince abby for editing for us prince abby newhouse you can find her on instagram abi newhouse um she's a great girl great editor great writer we love her to death greatest girl great gal is that one of the most condescending things you could ever say what a great girl what you use it a lot. Girl. I love that you're taking that back. A you great know? gal. I, I like saying a great gal. I don't know why. It makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. you say it in a certain She's tone. a great gal. Great gal. Yeah. Is that your Ohio tone? Is that what you... I feel like you... Um, That's not quite Ohio. Okay. 
No, that's just like a shape my mouth does when I think I'm saying something stupid. Yeah, just to make it clear to other people, like, I know I'm doing something stupid. Yeah, you yeah. can tell by the shape of my mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fully there. I fully get it. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, we love you. Bye, guys. Yeah. Also, earlier in the episode, I said poopy at one point, and I felt pretty upset about it ever since. So oh. I just want to acknowledge that that was weird. I was saying it in a jokey voice, but I've been, I feel dirty about it. I have not thought about it since, um, but I can see that your demeanor has shifted. So thank you for <laughs> addressing it. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. We now. don't have to revisit that further. Yeah, we can just leave. No, it that's here. it. Let's leave it in the past. Yeah, it's history, baby.